This is Susan Wheelbanks with BlendedInsight.com. I am a holistic and integrative healing arts practitioner, an intuitive, and an energy healer. In this podcast, I share tips, tools, and suggestions that have helped me along my path in hopes of inspiring and helping you along yours. Let's get started with today's podcast topic. Hey, Bright Soul, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. I hope this finds you well. I hope you had a beautiful Valentine's Day. I had a gorgeous Valentine's Day with some wonderful friends. We did a conscious breathwork session, and I am just blissed out, super blessed, and feeling great. So I hope you feel the same way. And if you don't feel the same way, accept some of my energy. It's flowing through me and to you because we all deserve to feel that way. So for today's podcast topic, I want to talk about change. Gosh, there's so much change going on in the world right now. Personally, for me, I have a ton of change going on. Clients, friends, family members, it's all around. Change is a part of life. It's inevitable. Change is how we learn. It's how we grow. It's how we experience life. If we ever had any change and we just were comfortable, we would never grow. There's no incentive to grow if things aren't shifting and moving. So I want to talk about ways in which you can flow with the change. And a lot of it will probably be reminders, but it's actually really good reminders. And of course, I'm running energy healing at the same time. So the first thing I want to share is ways in which we really learned how to investigate and challenge our thoughts regarding our feelings and our emotions and how we are interpreting events through my mindfulness practitioner program. So There's many, many different techniques that you can do this. But the first thing I want to say is when you're aware of the way that you feel, you've already shed some light on it because now that you're aware of it, you can actually challenge it and do something about it. So the fact that you're even aware that you're resisting change or you're uncomfortable in change means that you are already on the path to alleviating the suffering that is associated with the way you're interpreting the change. Because the thing is, the boat's going to move whether you're in it or not, you can grab on from the behind and be dragged or you can get in you know you know the saying let go or be dragged but it's still moving so one of the ways that we learned to really look at this in our mindfulness practitioner program is noticing the thoughts and then asking yourself are you predicting the future right now are you going to the worst case scenario I've done it Most of us do this. So maybe you are in the middle of some kind of change. Maybe it's a relationship ending. And now all of a sudden you're thinking you'll be alone forever. You know, all the negative things that we start to associate with it and we're predicting the future and we are holding on to the worst case scenario. So all of the negative emotions are self-induced through our thoughts. Sometimes it's from a past situation, you know, a past experience. And we are now going from the past and pulling that to present day when it's not actually occurring. So these are just ways in which you can explore and disintegrate that thought so that you can get into the flow and release the resistance. The other thing is when we worry, we often forget our incredible coping abilities. We forget. And regardless of what we've been through or what may happen, you can handle it. And the reason why I know you can handle it is because you're in the situation and we, on a soul level, create situations and circumstances to help evolve the soul. And we wouldn't be creating those situations unless our soul on some level wants it, needs it, is accepting it and can handle it. So it's important to remind yourself that you can get through it. 
you can handle whatever comes your way. You're not weak the way that you tell yourself you're, you are. A lot of us just say, oh my gosh. I mean, I've even done this where I'm like, oh my God, I can't deal with that again. I just have so much on my plate. I don't want to go through this again, or I don't want to experience that. But the reality is, is that I've been through a ton. Lots of things go on like at the same time, and I'm able to push through it. And I know that you can too. So one of the things to be aware of is distortions. And distortions are thoughts that are not reality. So for example, let's just say you're really upset about something going on or some change happening, and you're blaming someone else. So when we blame, we're believing that someone else is responsible for our pain. And there's nothing we could do about it. So by blaming other people, we forget that we have the power to make choices that can change the situation. It may not change the ultimate outcome, but it will change our experience of the situation. And what happens is, is when we blame, we end up feeling helpless and angry and stuck. And it's almost, it takes your power away because you're waiting for someone else to fix things either with themselves or with the situation or else you can't move. And so you get stuck and it really is counterproductive. And oftentimes we're just losing sight of our own power and our own responsibility. And again, these are all things we've all done. The other thing is magnifying when we make something way bigger than what it is and we just exaggerate, use really big, impactful words, awful, terrible, disgusting, all those things. I've done it, so I get it. The other thing is overgeneralizing. So this is something I've become super mindful of over the last two years. So let's just say that you're upset with someone for something they've done and you know, it's one instance and then you use overgeneralizations like you're always this, you're never that, which isn't actually true unless they've literally never once in their entire life done whatever it is that you're saying that they never do. So, you know, it just, it puts a lot of um, resistance into the mix. The other thing is demanding or commanding personal needs or preferences and feeling very righteous about it. So it's from anger. And it really doesn't help the situation at all. So some of the ways you can really challenge these beliefs. Or just say that you are predicting the future. And you're super feeling really worried. And you're doing all of the worst case scenario outcomes in your mind. One of the ways that we learned is by just actually writing down the feared event on paper. And then challenging it. And after you write down the feared event, like I'm just going to use an example, I'm going to lose my job. So then you write down your thoughts regarding that feared event. So I'm going to be homeless, you know, I won't be able to find another job, all those types of things. And then you rate your anxiety level from zero to 100, just to give yourself a number, zero being no anxiety, 100 being really a lot of anxiety. And then assume the worst happens. So all of the things that you're thinking, your automatic thoughts, the worst possible outcome, write all those down. And then after you write all those down, go to your possible coping thoughts. And so it's like, okay, well, if I do become homeless, I can go to a shelter, I can find another job, I can stay with family, you know, you write down all of the coping thoughts and actions. So that's kind of one and the same. And then you want to do a revised prediction of consequences. So by doing the revised when you're saying, okay, so let's just say this happened, I won't be homeless because I could live with family, I could live in a shelter. So it's helping you step your mind through the process of disintegrating this charge on these self induced negative worst based outcome thoughts that you have, then you re rate your anxiety to see how you 
improved. Zero to 100. Okay, it likely improved once you did this. And then you look at your evidence against your worst case possible outcomes. And then you go to alternative outcomes. So for example, we'd say, okay, actually the evidence is I'm currently looking for jobs. I can't be certain that I'm going to lose my job. There is no evidence. I, I wasn't told that. And you go through this to basically back up and have some logic into these thoughts that you're having. And then you do your alternative outcomes, which would be like, I'm probably not going to lose my job. I'll get offered a new one before, you know, I decide to leave this job or whatever happens. And you go through that, you write it down, and then you re-rate your anxiety level zero to 100 and see how it has reduced. And this is just a really good way of getting it out of your head and on paper so that you can pull yourself out of that automatic thinking and invite a new level of awareness in. So I really like this technique. So using the same type of methodology, take blaming for example. With blaming, what we would do in the mindfulness practitioner training is write down a coping plan to solve the problem yourself instead of blaming someone else. So let's just take my recent job transition. So they were telling us about the job transition for a long time and there's a lot of kinks that need to be worked out and they probably executed the move too soon. So there are a lot of system fails and things that are, you know, in any transition to the magnitude that this one is, there are a lot of things that have just kind of fallen through. Not everyone was offered a position to transfer with the agency. So some people are actually losing their jobs. And there's a lot of disgruntled employees, resistance, and, you know, it's upsetting. And so for me, I wasn't particularly fond of the position and the actual section that they were moving me to because it's not the same type of work that I was doing before. I had the skill set and I can do it. I'm actually enjoying the work, but I was resistant to it. I didn't want to do it. So I was in the beginning really trying to advocate for my position of what I wanted to do. However, that skill set wasn't as in demand as a different one that I do possess. It just wasn't my preferred skill set to be using. And so I had to sit and remind myself that I am doing the very best that I can. I'm putting good energy out into the world. I'm a very valuable employee. I have integrity. I show up on time, I tell the truth, I have morals, and I've got drive, and I have actual standards of work that everyone doesn't possess. And so skills can be taught, but your integrity, your character, your makeup, those things come with you. And so I had to remind myself, I am being placed in this position for a reason, and it's time for me to expand my knowledge set. It's time for me to do something new. And so my coping strategy in this instance was like, I've got to flow with this and trust that the universe has my back. It's always had my back. I've been through tremendous, huge transitions and hardships. And this is not really as big of a deal as I might be making it out to be. So you kind of go through and solve the problem yourself in a sense of dissecting it and saying, how can I move through this? I'm not going to blame you know, the higher ups, I don't have a full understanding of everything that they have. I don't have that macro view that someone who decided to transfer the agencies or to move the work does. And so it really is not in helpful at all for me to sit and be angry or resistant. Instead, I just had to shift it and say, okay, um, if this is the type of work you'd like me to do, then let me spin up. It's not a particular field that I wanted to dive in and, and actually like start to learn more. But I just quit resisting it. I'm going to give you two examples. And I said, okay, fine. Let me learn what I need to learn. Send me all the information. Let me 
get in all the portals. Let me learn the information. And actually, I'm enjoying it. I've been doing it for two weeks and I'm actually really enjoying the work and I'm getting up to speed quickly. I'm building rapport. It's actually positive. Now, the other thing you can do is, you know, reminding yourself that people are doing the best that they can. So no need to blame them. I understand that it's a human condition and we do it. But at the end of the day, we don't know what's going on behind the curtain of each individual person. And we want to essentially just stop blaming them and taking responsibility for how we are processing the situation. Now, I'll give you another example of another individual in my organization who is very resistant to the change that we're currently experiencing work-wise. This person didn't want to learn how to work from home or telework or stay up on all of the electronic communications and the web-based trainings and things like that that we had to do gets very frustrated, didn't want to do it. And so his experience with this transition is miserable. He's disgruntled. He's in a bad mood. He wants to like, you know, leave the organization um, because he's resisting it so hard and he's still trying to give all the reasons in which it's going to fail. But here's the deal. They're already in it. They've done it. The, the boat is on the the river and it's sailing and it's like get in or be dragged behind it because they didn't listen to your comments you know maybe he's right but they'll have to figure that out in time because the decision's been made and they're moving forward so at this point it's like okay take the classes you need to take learn what you need to learn get the training you need and get on board so that you're just in the flow instead of resisting so the other thing that I wanted to mention is magnifying because we've most of us have done this. I'm not going to speak for you, but I know I've done it where you make this outcome worse than what it actually is. So you want to restate that using accurate language. So, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. This is the end of the world. It's these huge things that we do with little tiny things. So we make these huge assumptions and make it way bigger than what it is. And we energize it and make it worse. So you want to restate it into a correct, proper actual reality based term. So it's like, okay, I've heard people say this, this transition is going to kill me. Okay, I get it, you know, but they have a lot of energy behind it. So it's like, I get the frustration, but let's be real. Is it going to kill you? No, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. It's going to be a little bit difficult, but you'll get through it. You've gotten through so many other things. So just remind yourself that you can get through it. Make the language accurate. Try not to magnify And that's the same with saying, this never works out for me or, you know, all those things that we do when we're throwing a temper tantrum. (laughs) Say, actually, that's not true. Many things have worked out for me and switch your language. And if you're struggling with change and resisting change, when I was in my business management program um, years ago, when I was in my business quality management bachelor program, they had us read Move My Cheese. Who Moved My Cheese? That's the name of it. And I'm sure you all have heard of that book. It's really about job change where, you know, they have like this little cute illustration of characters. They're mice where there's four mice who live in this maze and they find a huge chunk of cheese and they move their houses to be near it and they're all blissed out because they don't have to go find the cheese. It's just right there. And they keep eating it and eating it and they don't realize that they're eating their source and it gets smaller and smaller and then it's gone. Two of the mice are devastated and they just feel like victims and they do nothing but just pout and feel sorry for themselves. And they feel like a victim, right? And then two of the other mice go out into other areas of the maze and they find other sources of cheese 
you know, they expand their personal growth and they find a new life. And so it shows, it's kind of illustrating two ways that you can deal with change. And it is, it's cute and it drives the point home about change fosters personal growth. We cannot grow on any level without change. It's just part of life. And I know it can be scary and it's uncomfortable, but you know, it's the same as exercising and going to the gym. I am so sore right now. I worked my body so hard this week because, you know, I had something to do over the weekend and I couldn't go. So I ended up stacking my workouts in a way which I normally don't. And I'm sore, but I know that my muscle soreness is leading to muscle growth. So I keep doing it because I know it will pay off eventually, but it's not comfortable. I feel like I'm going to die in there. <laughs> you know, the overgeneralization and the exaggeration, you know, you feel like that sometimes. So I totally get it, you know, and then I have to tell myself, wait a minute, this is by choice. I'm going to get stronger from this. And I already know that because I've seen it in my life. But sometimes we have to go through it and come out on the other side to then reach back to ourself and say, wait a minute, we've done this before. We'll get through it and we can handle it. And if we couldn't handle it, we wouldn't be here because that's the whole point of living. So I just want to share that with you as a little reminder, as a little pep talk, because I'm in it. I'm in it just like you are. We're in it together. The last thing I want to offer before we go into a healing is notice when you're holding your breath, because I notice this a lot when I'm getting stressed out or anxious or, you know, I'm overthinking something and projecting into the future. I will hold my breath and most people do. And so what you can do is breathe really deeply into those areas to release that energy so it doesn't get stuck and stagnant. Also, everyone's going to roll their eyes, but exercise is really good because it helps to expand your health rates and it gets your mind on something else and off of that. A lot of times just laughing, taking your mind completely off of it, distracting yourself. Sometimes it's hard to meditate if you're really anxious and overthinking because then you end up meditating on that. So what I like to do is have a really tough, I mean, a tough workout so that my body is free of that stuck energy. You know, I'm relaxed after a tough workout because I'm fatigued, I'm tired. And then I can do a meditation after. So I may get in the sauna and then, you know, shower or whatever. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I feel so much better. And now I can actually sit and meditate. The other thing is doing, I, I like conscious breath work, but there's so, so many breathing patterns and guided breathing images um, it'll, some of them have like actual images of you like breathing in and out um, like circles and dots. And some of them are just guided breathing where it tells you inhale, exhale. Some of it's the actual breathing in and breathing out. But those are also really helpful if you can get yourself into a pattern of conscious breathing because that also helps to release stuck energy and it puts you into an altered state without you having to sit and think about meditating. It just kind of happens. So those are some additional tools I wanted to offer you. And with that said, let's go into an energy healing. And for this, I just want to clear your field, your energy field, and flood you with healing energy to help you to get into the flow and relax a little bit. It's going to be okay. You will get through it. You'll get through it. And at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world. These things come to help us grow. And that's the point. And You'll come out on the other side and then someone else will be going through this and you'll be able to offer them that same level of encouragement and let them know, hey, I can relate. This happened to me, but guess what? Look how it turned out for me and it'll turn out just as great for you. So go ahead and uncross your arms and legs if you can. And I will turn the healing energy on. 
you're going to hear me moving around and spraying. That's me clearing your energy field. So go ahead and focus on your breathing now and just receive this healing. Now, someone had a lot of cords, so I cut cords. So you might have felt that. Just focus on your breathing. Also running a shield. So it is. Okay, so come back into your body. Stretch if you want to. And drink some extra water to allow that healing to fully integrate. If you haven't left me a review on iTunes, I would so appreciate it. That means so much to me. Thank you for all your feedback, your suggestions. If you're not subscribed to my newsletter on my website, you can do so at blendedinside.com if you're not subscribed to my youtube channel you can do so youtube blended insight and i do post a new healing every week and i wish you a seamless relaxing going with the flow week we all deserve to have that i know it's been rough but we'll get through it take care bye bye